From Infinite Guest, this is Top Score, a weekly visit with contemporary composers who make video game soundtracks. I'm Emily Reese. Wouldn't it be really cool to have your own spaceship with, like, your own cabin and your own crew and your own choices to make? Players get to do this in the game FTL. But don't make mistakes, because once it's over, it's over. You're dead for good. You have to start over. You don't get second chances in FTL. If an enemy ship kills you and your crew, your only choice is to start over from scratch. No restarting at a convenient checkpoint in this game. If that's a bit too much pressure for you, because it is for me, uh, ease your mind with composer Ben Prunty's astute soundtrack to the game. To my ears, Ben's soundtrack has this really great blend of the warm and safe with the cold and distant. Here's our chat. First of all, I love the FTL soundtrack. Let's start there. (laughs) I think it's great. And I have a number of favorite, favorite tracks. I love how you organized the soundtrack. I think that's awesome. And let's go ahead and just start with how you got involved with the team and what your role was in in a large sense and just how, how FTL got going for you. I got introduced to them through sort of like friend of a friend thing so i i have a friend named anton who happened to go to college with matt davis who's the programmer for ftl so anton knew that i made music for games and matt davis needed music for his game so one day anton came over with a usb stick with and said hey my friend's making this really neat space game and he needs music for it uh and so we played it and you know I pretty much decided right there that I had to do something. I had to make music for it because it was so good. Wow. So it was done enough before you even started writing music for it. You were able to play it and see what it was like. Yeah, I joined about a year into the production. So, yeah, it was it was actually really cool because I got to see, like, all the art in place and and see a nearly complete game. Well, you know, it was still it was still really early design-wise, but there was, like, you know, you could see the ship and the space and everything. It looked really cool. So the uh, the basic structure was there. So yeah, it was it was actually kind of a neat uh, experience. How so? Um, it's a lot of times uh, a musician tends to join uh, often tends to join early, especially with indie projects, and so you may not get to see any art, or you may just see placeholder art. And I know a lot of musicians like to join early, but I tend to like to join a little later because then all the art's in place and it's way easier for me to come up with stuff to write. So you find you're inspired largely by by the visual, visuals of the game. Yeah, definitely. Where 
where did the inspiration for the melodies come from? How do you get in that space where you're ready to to commit to a melody or a, a direction in a song? Uh, it's a lot of trial and error and feeling it out. Uh, I usually write chords first and then write a melody around it. So it's usually like I come up with a chord progression and then make a melody that sounds good with it. Did they give you any specific direction as to the kind of music they wanted? Uh, yeah, they gave me a little bit of direction. Uh, so they had some placeholder music originally that they just like found on the internet and put in there. And of course they couldn't use it in the final game. Uh, and it was kind of like uh, chiptune-esque. And so they said, well, we want something kind of like this and not too intense. And we really like the Battlestar Galactica soundtrack. And that was it. That was pretty much all the direction I was given. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't think it sounds anything like Battlestar Galactica, and I love it, too. So <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> so the, uh, the Deep Space and Void battle tracks were inspired by Battlestar Galactica. So that, that was pretty much the only concession I, I did to that. Um, otherwise, yeah, I was just pretty much doing my own thing. What I had decided on was it was going to be chiptune sounding because that's what they asked for, plus sort of like cinematic feel, but without an orchestra. I was not going to have any like orchestra elements in it. I thought that would help keep it kind of unique sounding. And like everyone does orchestra for space, like thanks to Star Wars and 2001, <laughs> like that's just what we expect. Yes. And so I thought it'd be interesting if I did something other than that. It's funny in a way that that is what we expect since stringed instruments are such a terrestrial idea. You know, I mean, when you think of yeah, space, you think, <laughs> yeah, you think of, you know, electronic sounds and things like that. That's funny. So talk to me about uh, permadeath, because this is and I know this you didn't make the game, but just so people understand what it's like in the game. This is why I won't play it, because permadeath <laughs> scares the pants off me. Can you explain what That's, that means? Permadeath is part of what makes it really fun, I think. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so the game generates a unique galaxy every time you play. Uh, it's meant to be played in shorter sessions. Like you can, if you know what you're doing, you can finish the game in like two or three hours. Uh, so it generates the whole galaxy each time. And if your ship blows up and your whole crew dies, uh, you don't get to restart at like a checkpoint or something. It generates a brand new galaxy and puts you in the beginning of it every time you, your ship blows up. Uh, so it can be really frustrating uh, if you're if you're not used to it, once you get used to it and you play it a few times, you start to understand why it does that, and you don't mind as much. But uh, yeah, it can be uh, it can be really jarring if you're not used to it. Thank you. 
I grew up kind of playing lots of permadeath games. Uh, so sort of, uh, I'm really, I'm a really big fan of that style. So, uh, it's, it's my kind of thing, but yeah, I can understand other people not really wanting to do that. <laughs> I, I will say that I watched a number of different playthroughs to watch how people played it. And it's really interesting to watch how different people manage their resources, because in a lot of ways, this is, this is the crux of the game, right? It's managing your resources, making sure that, you know, you have leveled things appropriately to beat the next ship or the next boss, right? Yeah, it's it's neat because everyone has their own, everyone comes up with different strategies. And uh, I keep, like, everybody I talk to has some different method of surviving through to the end. And that's really cool. I mean, that shows that it's, like, pretty great design. So let's talk a little bit more about how you created the sounds, because you didn't program this with a Game Boy, did you? No, no, not yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, absolutely not. Yeah, no, thank you. I'll, <laughs> I'll stick with my nice computers and software. Uh, yeah, it's all done in software. Uh, I record everything into Cubase, which is a, a digital audio workstation. And it's kind of one of the older ones. Uh, I mean, they're still updating it, like... But uh, it's, it's usually used by older people and not like young indies <laughs> <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how did you get hooked on Cubase? Uh, about 12 years ago or so when I was in college, I asked, uh, there's a game musician named Hesper Kid. Jesper. did the music for Assassin's Creed and the old Hitman games and a whole bunch of other ones. And I really admired him and he had a little forum on his website and I asked him what he used. I said, hey, what, what do you use to, to make your music? And he said, I use Cubase. And I was like, all right, sold. <laughs> and that was it. That was the... And I've been using it ever since. <laughs> wow. I don't know if you could have taken advice from a better person because he's really been in game music from day one, really. Yeah, he's he's been around forever. And yeah. he did like the old, the really old like demo scene stuff. And yeah, it's really cool. He was really good at like engaging his fans. So, and I've yeah. always tried to like emulate that since then. And I write articles about how to get into music writing. And, uh, and now I'm on the advisory board at... Uh, UC Santa Cruz for their game program and right and what does like, that what does that involve usually it involves me judging the student projects and telling them it's not good <laughs> uh, so I usually show up for all of their presentations and as like a real game developer and uh, they they tell me about their game and I tell them what I think about it and what I think needs work, and uh, and you know they might ask me for advice at other times or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's mostly my role, and it's really fun. I love the students come up with really great stuff, and they're all really creative, so it's really fun.
did you start writing music? How did all that happen for you? Were you into music when you were a kid? Uh, I was not actually. I was definitely not like a musical prodigy. I was. I was in. I was in uh, high school band. I played trumpet, and I was so bad that I actually had to like stay back in band, which I didn't. Which you wouldn't really think was like actually a thing, but it was. You could. Oh, you got held back in band. Yeah, yeah I was oh, that bad. No. <laughs> oh, so I take it you don't you don't toot your horn much anymore, huh? No, not really. <laughs> so <laughs> when I was like mid-teen years, like I was probably like a junior or senior in high school. So I was probably like 16 or something. Uh, I started listening to electronic music and I thought it was really cool. And I thought it'd be cool if I made electronic music. And I thought it would be like, I bet girls would like me if I made a cool electronic music. And that was pretty much the impetus of, of it. So, <laughs> Did it work? So, yeah, it worked out pretty well. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like I, I ordered some music making software from like a paper catalog. This is how long ago it was. And, and uh, just started using it, even though I didn't know anything about music theory or how to make music. And it took me like 10 years to get decent. Uh, but, you know, I'm kind of a slow learner. But and I didn't I didn't go to school for music or anything. I went to school for uh, audio engineering, which was like recording bands. Yeah. Well, that's sound, sound helpful, though. That's yes, helpful. It, was, it was definitely really helpful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I had to teach myself music theory and, and music writing. And I taught myself piano and and uh, banjo. Banjo. And, yeah. <laughs> Now, I thought I heard some acoustic instruments somewhere in FTL, or was it all electronic? Uh, there's some guitar parts, but there it's still like, it wasn't me recording it, it was like a, like an instrument, like a digital instrument that I played. I am working on a secret game that hasn't been announced yet that does actually have me playing banjo in it. Uh, but <laughs> I'm not sure when it's coming out. It's it's been kind of uh, on the back burner, so I haven't I haven't really worked on it much lately. But and something that I think listeners who are really paying attention would pick up on the fact by now that you're quite a gamer yourself. Yes. You've played some games and you beat God Hand. <laughs> yes, I have beat God Hand twice, in fact. Twice? Why would you do that to yourself? Oh, <laughs> no. So good. Just to prove that you could? Really? I just love it. It's that fun. You just love the challenge. <laughs> the challenge is... Uh, the challenge, and I think it actually is uh, extremely good design. And I, I, it's, it's a game made by Shinji Mikami, and he also did Resident Evil 4 and Vanquish, and he just recently released Evil Within, which I haven't, I haven't played yet, but... Yeah, I'll uh, never play it. Too scary. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I just love his design sensibilities. And huh. I think God Hand's actually one of the better design games out there. Although, because it looks so ridiculous, people didn't really give it much attention. Mm -hmm. Aren't there like 100 different moves you learn or something like that? Yeah, at least. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Have you always been into fighting games? Is that like one of your favorite genres? 
Not really, no. I actually dislike fighting games most of the time, but God Hand I just love. <laughs> other things that I noticed you mentioned on your website is that you pride yourself on what is it pretending you know what you're doing or look yeah what's that about I don't know I, I just seem to people seem to think that I know what I'm doing even if I I don't really uh I I make that joke just because I'm sort of like self-taught I didn't go to music school and it's been kind of a, a weird like off-kilter path to success so it's just sort of a joke I make about myself. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's talk a little bit more about the tools you use to make music. And we know this is a computer kind of thing, but, uh, well, kind of thing. It is done on the computer. Yeah. But what other kinds, I mean, where do you like to find sounds? And do you create a lot of your own sounds? Do you use samples? How does that, uh, you know, how do you create Ben's sound? <laughs> Uh, so like I said, I, <laughs> I record everything on Cubase and a lot of FTL was done with a huge sound library called uh, Native Instruments Complete. And they they have like an orchestra library and like a ton of synthesizers and drum machines, all software that you can get for like $600 or $700. Actually, I think it's more these days. And you get the, the amount of stuff you get for the price is just astounding. So it seemed like a good place to start when I was like assembling my more modern music making setup. stuff in that and let me think uh, there's a group called heaviosity and they make a lot of really cool like drum libraries and uh, just neat sample libraries of synth stuff and orchestra stuff sort of hybrid things and so yeah it's a lot of it's sample library stuff and a lot of it is synthesizers and that's that's pretty much everything I occasionally will build synth sounds from scratch but not very often. What kinds of objects have you used to make sounds in the past? Uh, you mean for like sound effects? Yeah. Um, so I don't do sound effects anymore, but I, I did do sound, sound effects for FTL, actually, yeah. And uh, let's see. For uh, So whenever you hear a door open on the ship, uh, I used to work at a nonprofit that recorded books on tape for people with learning disabilities. Which is a really cool job. Yeah. And uh, we had these giant recording booths that were kind of like, look like meat lockers or something. And they had these super heavy doors with uh, with like a, a seal on them. So when you close them, they'd actually seal shut. 
And so I brought my portable recorder to work and recorded opening and closing the door a lot. And I used that for the doors on the ship. So that's what you're hearing. Whenever the door opens on the ship, it's actually a recording booth opening or closing. <laughs> Funny. And how about when somebody dies in FTL? <laughs> what happens so, when somebody dies? So that's, uh, if it's a human male, that's me in my closet. And if it's a female human, that's my roommate also in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> use different random sounds appropriate to them. Okay, okay. Because there's like slimy people, like slugs or slimes or something like that. And yeah, the slugs. Like rock men and... Yeah, I actually don't remember what I did for the slug sounds, but the I think the uh, the mantis dying, the, the insect race, I think I used like an egg cracking and maybe some weird like bug sounds that I found. So <laughs> yeah, it makes kind of a gross sound, but most of the time you can't hear it in the game anyway. Do you find that you write the uh, the atmospheric explore music first and then you turn it into a battle cue? Or sometimes do you start with battle and then peel it back to explore music when you're composing? Uh, I pretty much exclusively did explore music first and then battle. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. If you think about it, it's easier to add intensity, yes. I think, than to start intense and take the intensity away. Yeah. so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Top Score. Top Score is part of the Infinite Guest Network from American Public Media. Learn more by following Infinite Guest on Twitter. You can also learn more about composer Ben Prunty and see a playlist from this episode at infiniteguest.org. And you can listen to our other programs there, too, like Secret Skin with Open Mike Eagle or Big Appetites with Patty Hinnich and Sally Swift. Top Score's production assistants are Pierce Huxtable and Nina Paddock. Mark Hintz mixes each episode. Top Score is supported in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts, Artworks. You can follow Top Score on Twitter and Facebook at Top Score Podcast. That's Top Score. I'm Emily Reese.